not very nice and anatomically inaccurate prophecies of Oh Lord, hear the server. For the prompt, horror. The Connection, written by Entangled Now and read by Jan. Aziraphale has far too many tins of bloody tea, and Crowley suspects some of them are centuries old. Trying to find one particular flavor in amongst the chaos of the angel's many cupboards and shelves is all but impossible. He refuses to yell again, though. He's a competent demon. He can hunt out a tin of tea, for Satan's sake. Still, he's opened five cupboards, and he's damned if he can spot a dark green tin with black trim anywhere. Six cupboards. He's deeper in a storeroom than he's ever been, but it's the principle of the thing now. If he goes back out there tea-less, then the angel will pout, and then come in here and get it himself, and Crowley will feel like a failure. But he's starting to suspect he's out of tea storage entirely now. He's gone wrong somewhere and reached biscuits, both modern shortbread and something that looks like it should be taken on an Antarctic expedition and only eaten as a last resort. There's still a large cupboard towards the back, deep enough in the room to escape a Xerophil subtle suggestion that dust shouldn't accumulate. Thank you very much. Crowley packs it open. It's not full of tea. There's a row of what look like old-fashioned cloth dolls. They're about eight inches tall, settled with their floppy arms over packs. They're all wearing detailed little outfits with tiny stitched features and colored beads for eyes, and they all look oddly familiar. The first one in the row has arms covered in wool that looks a bit like grey fur. There was a demon in hell, Garanthus. Nasty piece of work. He used to catch Crowley after a meeting and drag him into a dark corner, make him bleed just for fun. The doll looks a bit like him, complete with red eyes that spill down the face. Crowley hasn't seen him in hell for a long while. He'd assumed the other demon had got bored of the game. There's one near the middle, with thin, ropey limbs, blue-stitched eyes, and a tattoo on its naked cloth head that looks a bit like coral. Bilga, that was her name. She'd sent Crowley on some miserable assignments in the 17th century him discorporated more than a few times. The doll on the end looks a lot like Duke Megan, complete with oversized arms and staring black eyes. Crowley finds himself reaching for it, carefully lifting it out. It really does resemble him perfectly, even down to the tiny lower tusks stitched into an open mouth which Crowley knew from experience had been unexpectedly sharp. The body is made of soft cloth, 
stuffed with what feels like peas or grain. Crony squeezes it without really thinking about it. The doll lets out a tiny, barely audible scream. Crowley drops it, watches it hit the floor with a thud, sprawled face down on the floorboards, its stiff little jacket flopped up at the back. Crowley remembers that jacket, the way it had felt on his fingers as he clawed at the arm that had pinned him to a wall in hell, more times than he could count. He'd told Aziraphale about it, and a few months later, Duke Magron had disappeared, never to be seen again. Crowley had thought that he'd just gotten lucky. He'd shown up at the bookshop with a bottle of wine to celebrate, and Aziraphale had seemed... tired. Crowley slowly bends to pick the doll up. He doesn't quite look at its face as he puts it back on the stand in the cupboard. He sets its arm over the pegs, carefully fixes its jacket back the way it had been originally. He stares at the row of demons who'd threatened, abused or berated him for a long time. Then he closes the cupboard. The End